welcome back, or if this is your first time listening, welcome to the Simple Successful Business Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron, and I'm here to help guide you to take your coaching business full-time. So today's episode is inspired by this question I often hear from clients. What do I actually spend my time on if I want to become a full-time coach? So consider this to be a whole masterclass on exactly what to do, so make sure that you take notes. This is going to be a good one. You become a better coach by building your foundational skills. When I first started coaching, I had no idea what I was doing. I was coaching, but I was also a sex educator and a freelance writer, so I was wearing a lot of hats. And what I learned, one of the many things I learned, is that it is very possible for you to bullshit your way to your first few clients. By this, I mean you can do the exact opposite of what I've talked about on the podcast when it comes to the work required to go full-time. You can be spending your time hosting monthly workshops, running multiple digital products, having a sliding scale business. You can do all that and for sure get your first few clients. You can even become a coach and still spend most of your time scrolling and swiping on Instagram or consuming other coaches' content. These are all things that I've spent my time and energy on, especially when I was first getting started and just trying to become a full-time coach, and that greatly impacted my own journey and how fast I was able to go full-time. But for you, my friend, I want to help you to speed up the timeline and go full time a hell of a lot faster and easier than I did. But that requires you to build a level of mastery over the skills you need to become a better coach. And that's something that you can't do by bullshitting. So consider these three foundational skills that I'm going to share with you as a starting point so you can start to decrease the time that you spend on busy work so you can deepen your skill mastery. And when you get good at these three foundational skills, you'll see the biggest difference in your coaching business. I promise you that. So let's start with the first skill, which is marketing. I like to think of marketing as simply being helpful and creating opportunities for people to get introduced to you as a coach and experience in real time for themselves how helpful your coaching is. This is really important because it's not enough for them to just see or be told that you can help them and that you are helpful. They need to actually experience it for themselves. But realize this, that if you are wanting to go full-time, don't underestimate how powerful helpfulness can be because lives change from helpfulness. You can blow someone's entire paradigm on the world just by being helpful and extending a possibility or a new belief to them. I also want to be clear that marketing is not selling. These are not interchangeable. And your marketing is not where you're directly selling or pushing your coaching offer to future clients. Marketing and selling are two very different distinct skills and you need them both to go full time. So The most powerful marketing that you can do is by using your soul-led content, which I've talked about in previous episodes. Instead of trying to be on every single platform, you strengthen your marketing by zeroing in on one social media platform and one owned marketing platform to market on. 
So an owned platform would be a digital space that you have more control over, like your website or your email list. And a social media platform is, like it says on the tin, it's a social media platform that you use primarily to market your coaching offer and your coaching services. So for me, Instagram is the easiest social media platform to centralize my marketing on because there are so many built-in features that I can utilize and that are the easiest for me to leverage. But I also leverage the podcast as my own marketing platform. With both Instagram and the podcast, I'm able to tap into my content types of writing and audio the best on these platforms. So no matter what marketing platforms you choose, I recommend using them as a coach utilizing a business tool because there's a very big difference between a coach that creates marketing content versus a content creator that coaches. So my marketing strategy is that I create for my own platform first and then use the social media platform to share out to my community there. Instagram is really great because it's where you can build community and then lead that traffic onto your own marketing platform where people can experience even deeper complimentary coaching from you. So you could begin being helpful to people on Instagram and then translate that helpfulness and be even more helpful on your own social media platform like the podcast. Again, going back to what I just said about utilizing these platforms as a coach creating marketing content, it's very important that you start from that energy because content creators will focus on just building community and then spending a lot of their time staying on whatever platform they're using. Whereas a coach utilizing these platforms to create marketing content, the focus is on how can I transition this audience on the social media platform to my own marketing platform. So at this point, you might be wondering, how do I create content that people actually want to travel platforms for? Like, how do I make my content so good that people are willing to leave the Instagram app in order to listen to the podcast? So for this, I always come back to the thought of what would be helpful for my future clients to hear. So I start from there. I start by answering that question and thinking about a topic or a question that I could answer, right? And then I often find that when I think about something that would be really good for another content type, like for example, a live stream or a TikTok video, right? I put that energy into creating a really good podcast episode, again, around the question of what would be most helpful for my future clients to hear. That podcast episode creates nuggets of information that I can pick out and then I can redistribute on Instagram through carousels, through stories, through whatever feature I want to utilize. So that increases the potency of that one podcast episode so that even months and years after it airs, future clients can still find it and experience my coaching in real time for them. And inside private coaching, one of the first things that we do is get really clear on what your soul-like content is and create a marketing plan that utilizes both the best owned platform and social media platform that fits your coaching business. So that way, the quality of the work that you're already putting out increases just from us beginning to work together and you don't need to stretch yourself 
then by starting over on a whole new platform that may not even be aligned to you. So that is how you strengthen your marketing skills. Next, let's talk about the second skill, which is selling. Now, so many coaches are terrified of selling, but selling is really being of service to the people that want and need your offer. Good selling balances empowerment and directness. It's where you make space for your self-sovereignty as a coach, but you also make room for your potential client self-sovereignty as well. And together, you co-create a space to meet and decide if working together is a decision that benefits both of you and is genuinely a good fit. So I would ask yourself two questions. One, what do you need to know to decide if this is the right client for you? And secondly, what does your potential client need to know to decide that you are the right coach for them? So you can use these questions to actually increase the potency of your marketing and answer questions that people may have before they even get into the selling process with you. But to get good at selling, you basically want to increase the time that you spend in environments where you're actually doing that. And I find that the best environment to strengthen your selling skills is through hosting sales calls. Now, it's really trendy right now to sell in a lot of different ways, like through DMs or to not even have sales calls at all. But from somebody that's done it all, I think that you become a better seller when you have that dedicated time to meet your potential client face-to-face virtually, right? And hear exactly where they're at, what they're looking for, and what kind of support they need in order to get to where they want to go. And it's also the place where you can get that feedback and feel their energy in real time, feel if you're actually the best match for the kind of support that they're looking for, and if you're genuinely the right fit for this person to be their coach, and also if they are the right fit and resonance to be your client. It's a two-way street. And this is what I mean when I talk about co-creation. It's not just about you as a coach showing up, but the client also needs to rise to this level as well. So inside private coaching, we work on this by increasing your confidence and strengthening your coach identity so that you're able to increase selling opportunities that you create. So that means making more invitations to have people apply to your coaching offer and actually book a sales call with you and in turn have more opportunities for you to learn how to actually hold these selling conversations in a way that's authentically supportive to you and your potential client's needs so that you're able to come to this mutually beneficial decision of whether or not you want to work together. That's how you get really good at selling. And finally, let's address the third skill, which is coaching. So once you've increased your marketing and selling skills, booking coaching clients becomes so much easier. But once you have them, how do you actually coach your clients? So Coaching is being able to guide people through the process of uncovering their own inner brilliance. It's not giving someone the answers, but activating them enough for them to be able to to parse it out themselves. My biggest advice in regards to coaching is that you cannot want it more than your client. 
This is why your selling skills are so important because because it's not just about the client being willing and able to pay you. It's also, are they going to be able to rise to the level required in order to achieve this transformation? As a coach, you're there as a supporter, as a guide, as their coach, but you're not doing the work for them, right? You cannot want it more than them. And oftentimes what I see is that if there are people who are unwilling to do the work, right? If they're unwilling to rise to that level, then that may be a sign that they are not ready to be coached and they may not be a good client for you at this time, which is okay. They can always make the decision and choose later on to rise to that level, but it's just something you want to keep in mind. Another thing I want to note is that good coaching isn't reactive. When your client is spinning out about things not working or that they want to change their niche or they aren't making any sales or they want to double back on decisions that you've made over the course of your time together, it's your job as their coach to show up with the coaching that is going to remind them of their own power. I want to say this as well. You're not someone's coach to be liked. You're not coaching someone just to make them happy. You're there to help them solve a problem, a very specific problem that they hired you for and that they mutually agreed to enter into this coaching container with you for. I've personally had plenty of times where I would leave coaching calls crying or I was mad at my coach because they honestly triggered me, but I didn't take it out on them. I would write in my journal, I would take myself on a hot girl walk, I would take a depression nap and watch cartoons. I would do whatever I had to in order to regulate my own emotions and also take ownership of the fact that I am the only one responsible for how I'm feeling. I'm the only one that is responsible for the results that I get. So once I was able to clear that, I was able to then come back to what my coach shared with me and really simmer on it, really sit with it, and realize that it is actually for my highest and greatest good. That's the power of getting really good coaching, and that is the opportunity you have as someone's coach. I want to give you another example of how this looks as well. So in one of my previous group programs, I had a client private message me saying that she wasn't getting results and that she wanted a refund. So similar to my own experiences with coaching, I felt this immediate pull to be reactive. I started to spin out about what I was doing wrong or how I was a terrible coach because she wanted to leave the program or how I even thought that she didn't like me. All these things that were entirely my own shit, right? So instead of letting this and the thoughts coming from my asshole brain dictate how I was going to react, I remember that I was her coach. So I messaged her back thanking her for reaching out and we scheduled a whole separate call to dive into this. And on that call we talked and I was able to get to the root of her concern. It turns out that she was spinning out because she was having her own feelings of being overwhelmed and didn't know how to ask for help. Because she thought she was failing, she thought the best answer would be to retreat because she didn't know how to handle it on her own. Very different from the story I was telling myself before I messaged her. So if I had just let this client leave the space without remaining in the role of being her coach, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to remind her of her own power. I wouldn't have been able to come in and coach her through how to use the space when she had thoughts like this come up. 
we both would have missed out on this valuable opportunity. And I especially would have missed out on an opportunity to become a better coach by meeting discomfort where it was in order to uncover something better beneath it. That, my friend, is the power of good coaching. So to recap, The foundational skills that help you become a powerful full-time coach are marketing, selling, and coaching. When you master and get really, really good at all three of these foundational skills, you become an even better coach than you could imagine. All right, so that is it for today's episode. If you want to have guidance and support in taking your coaching business full-time, and strengthen your own marketing, selling, and coaching skills, I want to invite you to join me inside of private coaching. All of the information as well as the application is available at www.cameronglover.com forward slash coaching, which is linked as always in the show notes. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.